Hey, everybody. Welcome to Single, Single and, and Hungry. hungry. We are your hosts. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ashley. And today is our episode zero. That's what they call it. Yeah. They call the intros episode zeros. Ooh. It's pretty funny. There's I think so much meaning behind that. There right? is a lot of meaning. Yeah. Well, first off, I think what's pretty important is that we talk about what single and hungry means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our tagline is that single state of mind and the hunger for success. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I super deep, right? It, it is so deep. What, <laughs> but it's so true. What does single and hungry mean to you? It is a way that I live my life. And it's a way that I've been living my life ever since I became single, Um, you know, with just relationships and things that you're involved in. And then, you know, one day it's like things just kind of turn in a different direction and you are completely on your own. And there's a lot of growth that comes from something that emotional you know what I mean absolutely um it it just you change your perspective on a lot of things and the way that had worked out for me was focusing on myself and just staying so busy you are the busiest person I know and I thought I was busy (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh I thought I was busy and you top me hands down I'm like, when do you have time to breathe? When do you have time to eat? Um, you're hungry because you don't have time to eat because you're so busy <laughs> focusing on your dreams. Yeah, you know she says this about me all the time, and I'm like, what? Uh, like, but Kayla it's fun. I do. Says like, you're so busy. And I'm like, well, look at you, Miss Food Network star. Oh god. Yeah, like, and all of the things that she does in terms of being a single mom, running an entire restaurant doing certain gigs on the side, like just being like a kick-ass chef. Hunger so for success. About, we're hungry. But... We're just hungry for success. Yeah. Absolutely. So what about you? What does single and hungry mean to you? Um, you know, like you said, I've been a single mom for 10 going on 11 years now. And um, but it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, what your relationship status is. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's important that like Hundred percent. And let's just make that clear. Yeah, our, to listeners our listeners are definitely going to know that it doesn't matter if you are in a relationship or not in one. Right. Like, if you're in a relationship, you still have to take care of you so that you could be the best for you to give to your partner. Exactly. And that is, I mean, for both of us, yes, we're both single, but like we are building ourselves so that one day we can be good partners for someone else. You couldn't have said it any better. Yeah. And it's 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 not like we're going to stop dating. Right. You know, no. it's not like we're saying we're going to be single That's research. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. I got to do some research. Yeah. No. You know, it's like we're still going to pursue finding someone, but it's the relationship that you have with yourself. 100%. That has to come first. 100%. No matter what. You have to put yourself first because it's, again, almost like insurance too. You know, if if... If something falls back, you have to be the one to catch yourself. Absolutely. When you're about to fall. Absolutely. So. I mean, at the end of the day, like, when it comes to, like, your careers and when you're trying to build up yourself to your career, like, you want to make sure that, like, 
you're not dependent on anyone else because at the end of the day, it falls on you. Right. A hundred percent. So, you know, wherever that is, what stage you are in life, whether you're in college and trying to get your degree, like you can't depend on other people to like pay back those loans or whatever else. You just work hard and get get that scholarship and get get it it done. done. Or when you're trying to build yourself up, like I, as a chef, like worked my ass off. I went to culinary school. I worked a million jobs to get me to where I needed to be. I started as a line cook, did this, did that, took the steps. And finally, you know, I'm at that point where, you know, I'm at the most, in my opinion, successful part of my career. But then again, what does that mean? What's success mean? Definitely to me, that means happiness. Right. And I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I think like something for like you guys who, if you're looking to get something out of this podcast, if you're looking to be inspired, Mm -hmm. educated, um, entertained. <laughs> I entertained. think I think we're pretty funny. I mean, like, <laughs> so we were supposed to record this episode yesterday, but somebody was a little single and hung over. <laughs> so the story behind that's pretty entertaining, but we won't get into that. Uh, oh, okay. We'll, All right. We'll re- talk about yeah, well. we'll talk about different things on being entertained. But um, anywho, you know what? She's exactly right. We were supposed to film yesterday. But, uh, you know, when when you're out having fun, sometimes hey. you, you just want to sleep gotta in li- on a Sunday. You okay? got to live in the moment. We made an appointment at 1030 in the morning. Even okay, our- That's still very early on a Sunday for me. I like to sleep in till like maybe noon. That'd be great. One day a week sleeping in till noon when you are just hustling yeah. and doing all the things. It was my fault for being optimistic. I was happy that we didn't do it yesterday. And from what I understand, our podcast engineer over here was also very happy that we didn't do it yesterday <laughs> on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. She was like, I was so tired. <laughs> she's like, I'm happy. We're like, we're sorry. And she's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in this room is not upset that you were single and hungover yesterday. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, I was just explaining myself. Oh, you don't need to. <laughs> We're all thankful for it. Um, Love it. You know, with this being episode, what they call episode zero, that's kind of your intro. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it probably makes sense to kind of talk about, one, introducing ourselves and who we are, but more so importantly, what was that zero part of our life? When did we hit zero in our life that brought us to where we're at right now? Yeah. Because I think people are definitely going to be able to relate to that. Absolutely. So and what, they, what was yours? What's your zero that you well, hit? Typically when you hit, you know, the ground, the only way is up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with all the hardship that comes with those difficult times, you just know it's only going to get better. Um, and you're going through it for a reason, and uh, whatever way you get through it, you just you give yourself grace, you know, like not everybody gets through things quickly. Mm-hmm. Not everybody reaches their goals right away. Um, sometimes it takes years and years and sometimes you get cut from teams year after year and you just keep staying focused and you make it happen for yourself. But um, so in terms of like my zero, I would say, well, I guess what our listeners um, maybe don't know about me is um, I am an aspiring professional cheerleader. So cheerleading has been a part of my life literally since I was like, I don't know, wee little. Um, I did gymnastics when I was three 
and then moved into dance and cheerleading from there. And I just loved like flipping and stunting, smiling and being in front of a crowd. <laughs> like who does? Oh, and you get to wear a cute skirt. <laughs> Bonuses. I was the one. Well, I was in. I was a wrestler. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We didn't and have the, cheerleaders. And this is literally like our relationship. <laughs> Kayla's like the I'm the man. The man and I'm the woman over yep. here. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know it's funny because in relationships, like everyone always says I'm the guy. That's I hilarious. and I, and I, I date, agree. I date guys who are like the girls. Also, if we dated on here, I'm definitely gonna talk shit about you sometimes. <laughs> just, just warning. Yeah, so we'll be talking about our exes, so please uh, tune back in. <laughs> Um, so like you were saying, yeah. like, what was your ground zero? I know you were talking about with being true. Oh, yeah, we got off topic. That's yes, good. we did. Um, so ground zero, um, cheerleading. So I was talking about, you know, just being a cheerleader my entire life and, um, really loving and appreciating the sport and, um, every, every piece of it, flipping, stunting, tumbling, um, being in front of a crowd, like the way that you feel on game day is like incredible. It's just, it's amazing. And those are some big memories that I have. Um, I actually cheered in college. I went to Ohio University. Go Bobcats! <laughs> but um, yeah, so when I was in college, I basically like in my first year of trying out, I didn't make the team and it was because of my weight. Um, in high school I started learning how to stunt or how to get like thrown in the air and I had a really terrible experience um, from some of the individuals that I was learning from and um, unfortunately body shaming me while I was stunting and things like that uh, and one class I did have an instructor pull me aside like after class after he like cussed me out for like being terrible at stunting which I wasn't terrible I just I was new. I didn't know what right. to do. And they weren't spending time with me because I was too heavy. Um, so after class, he told me I needed to lose 10 pounds. And so I went home that night thinking, like, um, the only thing I know to do as a junior in high school is just try your best to stop eating. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, so that lasted, like, three weeks of me just, like, trying to lose weight and all the things and it just wasn't working and then one day I was at the gym I was like on the elliptical <laughs> like reading this self magazine and I'm like I feel terrible I'm like this sucks like I feel awful I was like there has to be a better way to lose weight rather than starving myself practically and trying to work out um, and all of that that I had done basically led to uh, more weight gain. So I didn't make the cheer team, um, which was really hard for me. That was definitely a zero. Yeah. Um, just not physically being as strong as I used to be because of the way that I was trying to eat in order to lose weight. And what's funny now is, I mean, now I'm sure that was probably a drive for you to become a fitness instructor, to be the right type of of coach for somebody and not say, hey, you didn't make it. You need to lose 10 pounds. Like, yeah, you're I'm guessing. I mean, that's the first time I've heard that story. And that that's maybe, you know, that's the other thing is like when you hit zero and all these other things in your life, when you hit, you know, rock bottom, there's two ways that you can go with it. You can 
hide and just, you know, let that completely ruin you. Or you can turn that into hunger for wanting more, yeah. for, like, that drive. And I feel like that's exactly what you did because uh, you just tried out for the Bengals now. You're training yeah. with the Bengals to, yeah. you know, like. You know, it's like it's something I just can't let go of. I can't let go of cheerleading. And, um, you know, with within the kind of weight issues that I had with with cheer. Um, but then finally, you know, I basically changed my major to be dietetics so that I could become a dietitian. And now that's what I do in practice. Um, and I'm thankful that the sport of cheerleading led me down that path of really educating myself about how do I fuel myself appropriately so that I can be stronger, so that I can make my dream come true of being a collegiate cheerleader. I dreamt to be a collegiate cheerleader since I even knew it was a thing, like forever. Um, but even with cheerleading there, uh, I, I also had a lot of hardship with um, my final years on the team, um, unfortunately with just how I was treated because I had become so good at the sport that unfortunately jealousy creeped in. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't make it fun for me well, anymore. The haters came out. Yeah. So I unfortunately quit cheerleading my uh, senior year. And that was... Senior even, college, right? Senior year of college. Yeah. So that was even more of a zero for me to quit a sport that I absolutely loved. So do you think... So you that was your zero. And now can you like kind of go into like how you decided to use that to now i mean you tried yeah. out for the bengals and had it not been for the pandemic i mean you made it to like the last round right i did i did make it and to finals pandemic um, hit yeah and, and we had been doing like virtual auditions so i think i submitted like five separate videos there were three or four rounds and then an interview with the coaches as well um, but unfortunately with covid we could never have our final tryout which is an in-person tryout um, because of the pandemic. So yeah. this year, uh, if all goes well, I still will have a bypass to the finals. So awesome. I won't have to do the preliminary. And I remember or... you were working your ass off. It's a different all the type time. of cheerleading. Yeah. It's a different type of cheerleading. Um, it's definitely more dance, like NFL, palm. Um, and I know how to flip and jump and cheer but the dancing has been a great learning curve for me and there's still so much that I need to work on like even when I tried out last year I was like wow you know I still have a lot of skills that I need to work on like technical skills but I love that about cheerleading yeah like I love challenging myself in a physical way like that so right anywho well, more cheer job, stories girl. later but <laughs> I want to hear about your zero, Kayla. I mean, Aww. you know, we have been friends for like um, almost two years. Mm -hmm. uh, we had our first date at Soto. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I slid into your DM, didn't oh I? Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah. I swear. She's I'm... like, girl, we should totally be friends. And I'm like, <laughs> I was. yeah, let's be friends. I remember. I Well, you somehow we both started following each other. And I don't know how, but yeah, we were both following either. each other. And then I kept seeing, like, uh, you know, you're in culinary school. You're a dietitian, you know, part because, like, you're going to culinary school to further your already extensive mm -hmm. knowledge with food. 
Thank you. You know so much about food. So does she. Uh, I know how to cook food. Yeah, but and so you do that too. Um, (laughs) Not as well as she does. But um, she won guys' grocery games. So (laughs) I mean, we got the champion in the house. Everyone. Oh God. Just saying, this girl knows how to cook and cook <laughs> quick and win 10 grand. 20. 20. Uh, Never mind. 20 grand. After taxes, maybe like 10, but <laughs> they take a lot out for taxes. Um, Love it. But no, I mean, ground yeah, zero. What's your zero. There's a few. I mean, at first, I, you know, I was a teen mom. I was 18 years old. Um, and I guess that's not really, that's a young adult mom, I guess. Young adult mom. Yeah. Um, 18, trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with the rest of my life and have a baby on the way. And I was lost, so beyond lost. So, um, you know, that was definitely my first interaction of, like, what zero meant for me as, I guess, as an adult. Um, Childhood has tons of other stories. But, um, you know, but that turned in for me as fuel to figure out, like, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like, I've got a kid. I I knew I wanted to go to college because not everyone, like, I think I'm a first-generation college student or graduate Mm -hmm. in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to go to college for that. Everyone in my family's had kids really young, and I didn't want to be that single mom. You know, Mm -hmm. my daughter's dad and I decided, like, we're not going to stay together just because we have a kid because— we knew we didn't want to be with each other like that. Yeah. We knew like we and could. And that's so good that you knew that at such yeah, a I young mean, age. Because I feel like so many, so many people just like play try house. to make it work yeah. and play house, and it's no, like, no. It, it wasn't for us, and that's okay. And we have a, a a pretty good relationship, and we we know how to parent for our kid, mm-hmm. and that's important. So, um, but I use that as fuel to apply to culinary school. You know, culinary was something that. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I I had been in the industry since the first time I ever got a job was Mm -hmm. in the industry. And so I knew I wanted to pursue that. Originally, it was in pastries. So I went to school for pastries, fell into the culinary degree at the same time uh, at MCI, which is where you go now. Yeah. Yeah. Finishing Um, up. Yeah. And so— Soon to be Chef Ash, everyone. (laughs) And so— Going and I worked, oh my God. I mean, the, fir- the first year of college, I worked three jobs. I went to school for two degrees. My daughter was one. Oh I literally did not see her. Unbelievable. But sleep forever. I slept in the parking garage in between classes because I never got a full night's rest. I would work at a bar until midnight or 1 a.m., Go home, see my daughter sleeping. My Aunt Joey was like my savior. She literally helped me take care of my daughter while I was doing all this. I would go home, see her sleeping, wake her up at 4.30 in the morning to take her to daycare so that I could go work as a pastry chef. And then go to school at 9 a.m., Wow. Be at school, sleep in between People classes. Have no idea what the hustle Ugh. of being single and is. And then <laughs> at, at once school was over by three, I would head down to my next job, which was either a line cook or a waitress. It depended on the day because I had three jobs. So it was alternating right. between being a line cook, working at a bakery, being a bartender. You know, it was just like nonstop. Um, so and, when did things kind of like level out for you where um, it just wasn't as hectic? As I definitely that? hit some ground zeros trying to figure out a career path because I 
when I first graduated college, I worked for a woman. Um, it was my first executive pastry chef degree or pastry chef job. And the woman was a terrible boss. And she made me absolutely like fear the industry. I was like, if this is what being a pastry chef and in this industry is going to be like, I don't want any part of it. So I definitely hit ground zero then um, because I had spent all this time working my ass off to get to this point and then realized, oh my God, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. So then I got out, worked as a personal assistant, then found my way into his, this guy's like I don't know, he ran like a marketing business and I worked in marketing and sales for him as well and made a ton of money doing that, but still missed the industry. And then he ended up being a total schmuck and I ended up leaving that job. So that was like a ground zero because then I was left like, you know, at that when before that, I was on food stamps. Like wow. I was on like trying to wow. make ends you really, meet. Like we're at and I finally zero. got a job that paid so much for me that I got off of all of assistance. And for me, that was my life goal because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on assistance for the rest of my life. Good for you. I wanted to like work really hard. Even though I'm so pro assistance, like it's there to help people. Absolutely. And so me too. I so then I had to quit that job and get back on assistance. And I remember literally crying at Job and Family Services to this poor guy, and I was just like bawling my eyes out like, oh my God, I'm here again. And I just, and he literally was like, I'm about to cry because I just remember this. It was so life-changing for me because he was like, you are doing what you need to do for you and your kid. And you, like, no matter what, that hustle is going to pay off. Just keep doing that. Yeah. And that was like, that moment, I need to like get it together. Girl, <laughs> that I've moment, never seen her cry. I know, I just, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm Only the man in this. I'm not podcast. supposed to cry. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> Actually, men are supposed to cry. Men cry. You should cry. It's good for you. Yeah, it is good for you. But that was that turning point. I remember I was 22 years old, and I remember saying, "You're you're right. I'm going back into my passion, which was cooking." Yeah. And I'm going to work my ass off. And I've got five years to become an executive chef. That's what I'm going to do. I got five years. So at 22, I put my five-year plan. It took. I said, in five years, I want to be off of assistance, and I want to be an executive chef. There's a lot of story in between of how I got it, where I got to. But yeah. at 24, so two years later, I landed my first executive chef job. Hell yes. I got off of assistance. I moved into a gorgeous home for my kid and I out of an apartment into a gorgeous, beautiful home and um, worked my ass off Hell yeah. at Nation Kitchen and Bar. Hell yes. <laughs> and I did that Killed for, it. you know, for three years. And even then, during those three years, learning what an executive chef job is like, mm-hmm. it is not the bells and whistles. Right. It is long hours. I still Super long hours. And I've only seen a glimpse of it. Yeah. You know, with being in culinary school and doing a co-op, I got to work a couple days a week, if that, at a restaurant. And it's very taxing. It's hard. It's It's very hard. You don't do it 
You do it because you love it and you're crazy. That's mm-hmm. really why you become exactly. a chef or anybody I in mean, the industry. I mean, it was just amazing, like, how much I would learn. And, and there were times, um, you know, for our listeners, I would go stage at Arnold's where yes. Kayla is the executive yes. chef. <laughs> and um, just, you know, in those couple of hours, oh, my gosh, yeah, I would pick up this so girl, much. For all my industry folks in the house, oh my God, this girl wanted to be on Fry Station. Oh, she my was like, gosh. I, I didn't know we were going there. She was like, I. I was like, said no one ever. No one wants to be Fry Station. And she's like, no, I want to learn. I I needed to learn. I needed to learn how to fry. And you did it so good. You are so impressive. I mean, that's the thing. Us dietitians, we don't fry. Yeah. Like, come on. Of course I'm going to ask to get on the Fry Station if I'm trying to, like, do a cooking competition. Yes. Yeah. And make something taste good. We're going to fry some zucchini. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I made her fried chicken and fries. Chicken and fries and Brussels sprouts. And Brussels sprouts. Which were damn good. Yeah. You got to hit that with some citrus, some like lemon juice. And some salt. And some harissa aioli. Yum. You can find that at Um, (laughs) arnoldsbarandgrill.com. But um, Um, let's, can we quickly, just real quick, talk about the cauliflower sandwich at Arnold's. Oh, God. And this, um, apparently, Kayla's like, oh. Ashley, you've influenced me so much. (laughs) To eat more (laughs) plant-based. To eat more plant-based. And this girl, like, on her social media page, Commander N Beef, she's like, oh, like, she takes a picture of the sandwich, and she's like, guess what it is? It's not chicken. And I was like, fish? (laughs) Like, it was huge. And it looked like a delicious Popeye's chicken sandwich, but it wasn't chicken. It was cauliflower. And, and she's like, well, the other white we, meat. Yeah. She's like, well, <laughs> why don't you come in and try it? And so I literally like went running. I was like, what is this? And then she's like, it's cauliflower. And it was like the best damn Dude, cauliflower. Dude, it tastes like Popeye's chicken sandwich. And then the whole city went but crazy it's cauliflower. for it. Oh my God, did it ever. And $10 I'm so thankful. a sandwich. I'm so thankful. So Thursdays we do yeah, the cauliflower Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. And Our engineer is like, we'll be there. Cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower is high in fiber, which is good for gut and digestive health. <laughs> so. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But. To make, like, the long story short, definitely my first set of, like, being executive chef was hard as well. And I I couldn't understand or learn work-life balance. I yeah. still was struggling with never seeing my kid and, like, trying to balance being a single mom, trying to take her to soccer practice, trying to take her to dance, trying to be there for a parent-teacher conference, mm-hmm. and trying to make sure yeah. I was working and doing everything. My phone was blowing up all the time, constantly having to answer my phone for work stuff. And... And then I had the opportunity to be the chef where I'm at now and have been for three years, Arnold's Bar and Grill. And Mm -hmm. they have opened my eyes to how to have that work-life balance. And that's something I think we definitely want to learn and, like, or not learn, but, like, well, one, we are always learning it. But cover in this podcast is work-life balance. Exactly. Because it's so important to take care of yourself, to give back to others. Yeah. And then I find, you know, the TV stuff, that's been great. And I'm so thankful for that. But that, to me, isn't what makes me successful. Or, right. or it, you know, that doesn't even mean that it, whatever people think it may mean. It's like TV is just TV. It's great. I'm super thankful for it. I'm so beyond thankful for all the exposure that I've been on and had. But being able to be a full-time mom now and a full-time chef Mm-hmm. And now a podcaster. Yeah. And now all the other things on the side. Like, it's... it's pretty, pretty freaking cool. That is what that hunger 
is about. For, yeah, it's is just, about. It just and, did it. You know, some people like will ask me, you know, how can you do all this stuff? And I'm like, well, I'm completely single. And that takes up a bunch of time, you know, like being in a relationship or, um, you know, having multiple children like that stuff takes a lot of time. But it's really prioritizing like what is important to you mm -hmm. and like how do you still meet all of those expectations but continue to work towards your goals. Right. And then even more important if when you're in a relationship like we've covered before, like being able to set those expectations for yourself mm -hmm. so that you can give to your family, mm -hmm. to your husband or wife, to your right. kids. It makes you, like, working on yourself makes you a better friend, daughter, son, you know. Wife. Wife, husband, yeah. kid, you name it. Like, it's just so Absolutely. important. And, like, being happy in life, like, it's crazy that we're kind of in this weird, like, era of time where you're – career is what defines you mm -hmm. and it's weird because i look back on like generations before us or like our grandparents and like their job is what they did nine to five and then their hobbies were way outside of that you mm -hmm. know i admire that i really do for me i am a career oriented person and i feel the same you are very much the same too mm -hmm. um but balancing that and to take care of ourselves while being a hustler and yeah. like working our asses off to get to where we need to be like that that's what this is about right that is what single and hungry is about yeah and you know what's really exciting is we're going to bring on special guests people yeah. in the industry i'm super excited Me i've got too. i got a list of people who are the experts in what they do yes who can also talk about tried how, and true with some of the services that they offer as yeah well. and like how yeah. they got to where they got to and how they you know what tactics they did to get them there mm-hmm yeah, so. I'm looking forward to really just being like a motivating podcast for the community and just showing people how to be um, not just physically strong, but like mentally strong, too. Absolutely. And it, it is. It's that single state of mind. So even if you are in a relationship, it's how do I still continue to support my needs mm -hmm. and my aspirations absolutely so that i can be better for the person that i'm with absolutely um it's well, huge so it is huge and i think i think we can wrap up right yeah is that that's episode zero yeah we, awesome. we covered ground zero we covered ground zero <laughs> but before we hop off the pod cast let's do a snack review I don't have snacks on me. That's okay. We're talking about snacks. Oh. Oh, yes. We're going to talk. Okay. <laughs> I don't so, have snacks on me. Um, Kayla, so, let me remind you that our listeners We are the snacks. So I'm going to review Ashley. She has she has red hair and uh, she's Puerto Rican. So she is fine as can be. Uh, so, uh, But no, at the end of every podcast, we are going to do a snack review. We're going to bring in different <laughs> snacks of like whatever it may be, whatever we find. So if you guys have recommendations definitely hit us up you can find us on instagram yes you can um you can find me under ashley's apron uh mine you can find commander in beef but yeah. the letter n not i n commander but you can in. also find us on our single and hungry podcast on instagram. instagram yeah type in single and hungry podcast and you'll find us all right well thank awesome. you awesome thank you guys so much looking forward to episode one